Maybe you know someone who, despite growing up in a Christian home or, or having the instruction of the Lord, have turned aside to sexual immorality or to harming themselves and others with drug abuse and harm. There are Christians who, raised in the truth, have abused their wives, who have harmed their own children by murdering them with abortion, who have lived with regret and remorse that some can only imagine. What's to be done? Maybe you felt it too. Maybe you felt it when you've turned aside from your Lord against better knowledge. And you have to live with that regret. Regret and remorse is not so easily shaken off. But learn from Manasseh, the limitless mercy of the Lord. Regret is shaken off when accompanied with repentance and faith. The following is from Rock of Ages, Lutheran Church from Payson, Arizona. Reaching out with rock solid hope in Ring Country, July 7th, 2019, 2 Chronicles 33, 1-18. The musician Johnny Cash certainly understood what remorse was towards the end of his life. And whether someone agrees with his music or likes his style or not, you have to admit he really understood the meaning of remorse. You see, after a while in the life of struggles, he began to reflect back on his life. In fact, uh, less than a year before he died, he recorded a music video which many considered to be one of the saddest music videos ever recorded. The song isn't one that he wrote, but it's, it's one that he made famous. And once again, whether you like his music or not, most critics praise the video because of its deep emotional content. See, the video includes Cash in the House of Cash, a house which he had lived in for about 30 years, it became a museum. Only it's now, at the end of his life, dilapidated with neglect. Paraphernalia of cash photos and sculptures are smashed and thrown around in disheveled order. And there's Johnny Cash, himself not even really able to stick around for the video shoot very much because of his failing health. And in the video, it shows him reflecting back on his earlier years, when he was a cocky young musician. Regret. Cash, a man who lived struggling with heroin addiction, and with many ways which he hurted himself and the people around him, is seen in the video saying, it doesn't matter. All the fame, all the things that he gained, pile of dirt. And you can see the regret in his face as the video goes on. And the, the museum, as it says on the outside, closed to the public, gives a testimony to how his fame had slowly, gradually declined as he neared age and old age. In the video, his wife of 35 years looks on as he sings about remorse and regret and the people he's hurt. Three months after the filming of the video, he died. Within four months after that, he died. And within four years, that house ended up burning to the ground, lost to time and memory. Remorse. Regret can be a hard thing to shake. Is it ever too late to turn things around? Well, if remorse, when it's accompanied with repentance and faith, is found never too late, that's what we see this morning as we look at a man in Scripture named Manasseh. He was one of the kings of ancient Jerusalem who reigned longer than any other king. 
And if anybody ever felt remorse and regret, it would have been Manasseh. He hurt a lot of people. But what we see in his life is it's never too late to turn things around. And his life is one of the biggest turnarounds in all of Scripture. And so this morning, as we look at Second Chronicles 33, we learn with Manasseh of the limitless mercy of the Lord. Now, Manasseh was someone who couldn't blame his family life or his circumstance for what he had done. In fact, a lot of people, when they turn aside from the Lord, they cannot blame their father or their mother, and they cannot blame the circumstance they grew up in. There have been a lot of Christians who grew up knowing the Lord, having a, a father who instructed them in the truths of God's word, and yet they turned aside and rebelled. And they can't blame their circumstances and their family at all. And against better knowledge, they turned aside. See, that's the, the kind of life that Manasseh had. His father, Hezekiah, was a faithful king, serving the Lord and does what is honorable in the Lord's eyes. And you can be sure that Manasseh heard of the Lord and was instructed in the Lord. But one of the first things we see recorded in Second Chronicles 33 is, what does Manasseh do? He rebuilds what his father tore down. Manasseh sets out to reconstruct the idols and false places of worship that Hezekiah, his father, had torn down. Against better knowledge, he turned aside from the Lord. And as far as Christians that grew up in a, a home in which they heard the Lord and knew the Lord, they too know that the, the guilt and the regret piles up when you do that, and you do it against better knowledge when you rebel and turn aside from the Lord. You can imagine the extra pain this brought remorse when he realized what he had done. And Manasseh, he was not just content to start turning aside from the Lord. He went all out. <laughs> when you look at what Manasseh does, it says, he did what the people, the Canaanites before Israel, had done in the land. The people which the Lord said was so wicked, he had to drive them out, destroy them. It says Manasseh served their gods. He bowed down to the sex gods of Baal and Asherah. And it says he put an Asherah pole, which was a sex image god, in the temple of the Lord. And he, as you read elsewhere in scripture, established male prostitution in the temple of the Lord. And as if it wasn't enough, he bowed down to the starry host of heaven and he served them, it says. And you can imagine the wicked things he did as he served these gods. It says he took his own sons. He hurt people. He took his own children and offered them as sacrifice in the fire to the false gods in the valley of Ben-Himon. One looks at this and you see, Manasseh did just not set out to turn aside from the Lord. He set out to serve every possible form of worship he could find. His fall, that wasn't bad enough. As he turned to mediums and spiritists, Manasseh sought out witches who would consult the dead for knowledge and secrets. And he sought necromancers who would speak to evil spirits to give him spiritual knowledge and insight. He sought omens. He looked for truth everywhere but to the Lord. Manasseh knew what it was to be godless. In fact, it says he became so godless he did worse than the Canaanites who were before him. And as Manasseh did this, his guilt only piled up. You know, when that's the way it is, isn't it? When when somebody turns aside from the Lord, they'll never find pleasure, they'll never find satisfaction, they'll turn to every form of worship apart from the truth 
further and further seeking rebellion against the Lord they turned aside from. The devil knows he can use sex, knowledge, secrets, and power and influence to bring people away from the Lord, and he'll use whatever devices he can. But as Manasseh did all this, his guilt still piled up. It says, The Lord sent prophets who spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they paid no attention. Imagine, as if it wasn't bad enough everything he did, he dismissed the warnings that were given in his name. And Manasseh hurt people. It's recorded elsewhere that Manasseh probably did away with these prophets. It says the blood of the city of Jerusalem was filled from end to end of innocent people murdered by Manasseh. Probably the families of many priests and prophets put to death, as well as innocent judges who refused to bribe. There's Manasseh hurting even more. And Manasseh not only hurt those close to him and those he loved, he hurt the very families of the city of Jerusalem and all of Judea. It says, Manasseh led Judah and the people of Jerusalem astray, that they did evil, more evil, than the nations the Lord had destroyed before them. Manasseh's sins hurt so many people as he led Israel into a period of its darkest time. And Manasseh ruled for 55 years. No other king of Israel came even close to Manasseh's time of reign. And you can imagine, it doesn't say exactly how long, but for the better part of perhaps 40 years, King David didn't even rule longer than that. 40 years, Manasseh leads the people astray into this darkness. How ought to the Lord respond to this? Well, how do you respond when, when someone offends you? In the Wild West, someone could give someone a, a, a glance the wrong way and they get shot. Still today, people, even with the slightest offense, turn aside from those who offend them. How about when someone slights you and maybe you don't want to talk to them for a while? Or maybe you've experienced someone that just offends you by something that wasn't even intentional that you did and they don't talk to you for weeks. What ought to have the Lord have done for Manasseh who offended him longer than any before him and brought so many people into so much hurt and brought so much harm? It says that and the king of Assyria took Manasseh prisoner and put a hook in his nose and bound him with bronze shackles and took him to Babylon. At this time, an alliance was there between those nations. And whether it's because Manasseh failed to pay some tribute to the Assyrians or the Babylonians or he owed some debt because of a broken alliance with them, he had offended even wicked people. So God used this to bring about his downfall. And then we read of him a hook in his nose. You can imagine the remorse and the guilt felt by him as he's bound with bronze shackles and he's led off to face the king to answer for his offenses. Manasseh knew this was only a foretaste of what he must answer to. Can you imagine the regret? If only I had listened to the prophets who warned me. If only I had not turned aside from the instruction of my father. If only I had not harmed so many innocent lives. If only I had not harmed my own family and my own soul. It was seemed too late. Manasseh had, for so long, turned aside from the Lord. Now I had to live with his regret. There are lots of Christians, I'm sure, who have turned aside against better knowledge from the truth that they were taught. Maybe you know someone who, despite growing up in a Christian home or, or having the instruction of the Lord, 
have turned aside to sexual immorality or to harming themselves and others with drug abuse and harm. Maybe you know someone who has strayed to selfish responses, they've hurt somebody. There are Christians who, raised in the truth, have abused their wives, who have harmed their own children by murdering them with abortion, who have lived with regret and remorse that some can only imagine. What's to be done? Maybe you felt it too. Maybe you felt it when you've turned aside from your Lord against better knowledge. And you have to live with that regret. Regret and remorse is not so easily shaken off. But learn from Manasseh, the limitless mercy of the Lord. Regret is shaken off when accompanied with repentance and faith. We see Manasseh in the very depths of a life long lived against the Lord. And there, from something he knew from his childhood, was that knowledge of the Lord of limitless mercy. And though it seemed like he was at the end of his time and had no hope, and though he had to live with such regret, Manasseh calls to the Lord. The Lord listens. The Lord, the God of limitless mercy, responds. Manasseh is allowed to return back to his kingdom. And though, perhaps after 40 years of evil, he is given another 15 years or so to now live as king over Jerusalem. And Manasseh is restored to the throne in his kingdom. And it says, Manasseh then knew the Lord is God. The repentance is not simply recognizing with remorse or regret what you've done. Repentance is hating what you've done and seeing it as an offense against your God so that you turn to him and turn to him for mercy and in him with faith, finding full and absolute, unlimited forgiveness and pardon. You know someone who struggled with remorse and guilt? You know someone who, against better knowledge, has committed terrible things that they live with and regret? You have some sort of a sin that comes up and bothers you because you know you've hurt somebody or harmed your soul. Be the limitless mercy of God. God who pardons even lifelong guilt and regrets. The God who freely sets free you and me from every sin, Manasseh and the whole world. See, Manasseh knew the Lord, the God who comes to set his people free, free from guilt, free from regret. There's only one who's ever lived without any regret. And that one walked this earth as our king. And he, whatever he did, helped others. He always and only helped others in his life. And he always and only perfectly served the Lord. And yet, he was the one who had to face the pain. No, not led by a nose unwillingly to the torture that he faced. No, he willingly was nailed in his hands. And this king, this perfect king, Jesus, the holy son of God, did not regret what he did, even as he hung on the cross, as he faced what every sinner deserves because of their selfish rebellion. Jesus, not against better knowledge, but according to God's eternal plan, covered the guilt and took the regret and remorse of every sinner. Manasseh, you, me, the one who's committed abortion, abuse, neglect. This is the limitless mercy of God. 
And it says, when Manasseh found this out, his life altogether changed. Manasseh was no longer living to serve the false gods he had set up, but now to serve the Lord. His life was not ended. No, this was now the beginning of a new life set to serve his God of limitless mercy. As Manasseh restored Jerusalem, he tore down those false idols. He rebuilt the worship for the Lord, and he decreed that the Lord is God and that the people ought to worship him. He got rid of the foreign gods, removed the image from the temple, and restored the altar of the Lord, and there gave sacrifices of thanksgiving. And you can bet he, he valued what God had done for him. Those who understand what God has done, what they have done, understand what they're now to live for. Manasseh lived a new life, thanksgiving and praise to the God who had freed him. It's never too late for a turnaround. Never too late with the Lord. Limitless mercy. Turnaround comes with repentance and faith, which it seems apparently too Johnny Cash evidently had at the end of his life. In that song which he sang, he changed some of the lyrics to include a crown of thorns. He referenced images and allusions to the one who was suffering for him, to the crucifixion of Christ, his Savior. And though he reflected back with remorse and regret, evident he understood what God had accomplished for him. And a song that points to and showed images of Christ as Redeemer was seen by hundreds of millions of people that maybe would never have given second thought to Christ. His contemporaries in the business of the music industry and millions of viewers who perhaps struggled the same with regret and remorse. He lived, Manasseh lived, you live. Know the limitless mercy of our God and to make it known. Amen.